Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back in better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. And on this day, the hashtag crew is in its glory. Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, and J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. It's a Monday. Let's do it. Here we go. Only one place to start. And our one place to start, which is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The best place to start on Mondays is with my guys, Rex Ryan and Ryan Clark. Good enough to hang out here. We will get to why on this day. RC is sad, and Rex and I are happy <laughs> in a moment. But let's dive into, first and foremost, um, some of the other games yesterday, and then we'll send some time on the Jets and the Steelers. Let's start with the Cowboys. You know my dream in life. Rex, yes. is a quarterback controversy in Dallas. Is there any conceivable chance that we will have one? No. None. Sorry, Greeny. I'm sorry. You and Jerry Jones talk about it and things, but no, there is no quarterback controversy. I will say this, however. Cooper Rush a heck of a lot better than I thought he'd be, mm-hmm. and he's smart enough to be – he's an excellent game manager. He's just not going to – he doesn't have the talent to – to take that offense to a different level. And, and uh, that's why I don't think there'll be a, a, a controversy. But look, as good as this defense is playing, I don't care who they play. They're going to be in every game with or without Cooper Rush or Dak Prescott. It doesn't matter. Their defense is playing that well. RC, you used an, a, a term that I would like to now start using regularly, which is he garoppoloed yeah. his way to 3-0. and and, and he's now 4-0 and himself, but 3-0 mm-hmm. and consecutively here in this season in place of Dak. And look, Garoppolo is a perfect analogy because no one is all that impressed. But when he plays, they win. And that's what's going on in Dallas. Listen, absolutely. I mean, you look at Cooper Rush last year. You play the Minnesota Vikings, who obviously could score points, and he goes for over 300 yards and leads a game-winning drive. Does the same thing in his first game, leads a game-winning drive against the Cincinnati Bengals, and now you have the two wins against division rivals. And Cooper Rush is doing what he has to do to win the game. He's putting the football into the hands of his playmakers. He's not turning the ball over or taking negative plays. And he's also making plays when called upon. And is he going to be an all-pro? Is he a pro bowler this year? Absolutely not. But there isn't anyone on the outside of that building that thought Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys would be undefeated at this point without Dak Prescott. And he is not just a part of, or he isn't, they're not just winning in spite of Cooper Rush. He's a part of the reason that they're winning these games. And, and the biggest reason, though, Rex, that defense yeah. is something Ooh. else. Yeah, they can flat run. Like, if, who's the fastest defense in the league? It, it was Tampa. No, no longer. Yeah. It, it's the Dallas Cowboys. And at all three levels. And we talked about, look, this Diggs is playing phenomenal. Yes. You've got, I mean, Micah Parsons – the, the the most impactful defensive player in the NFL. And then you got Lawrence, you got Van Der Esch, you got all these guys that can absolutely, I mean, fly. Yeah. And they have some depth. So to me, 
This has a look of a team that, hey, you fall behind this group, you're in trouble, Greeny. Next, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. The three of us and our buddy Dan Orlovsky just finished doing two hours of TV this morning. I thought every conversation was excellent. But my favorite part of the show, RC, was how upset you got when I brought up the name Justin Fields Mm. and suggested that the Bears are evaluating a young quarterback right now. Why did that bother you so much? You can't evaluate a quarterback if you don't feel like you've put him in position to succeed. Now, if I've surrounded you with great skill players, if I've gotten you the protection that you needed, now I know if you fail, that's on you. Let's look at the the Josh Allens of the world. Let's look at Jalen Hurts and what the Philadelphia Eagles have done for him. You can now evaluate him because you know you've done everything to put him into a position to succeed and also your team. And so if he doesn't, you say, you know what? It's about you. We have to replace you. We get somebody else in here. We're better at the position. We're better as a team. When Darnell Moody, and no disrespect to him, to Darnell Mooney, he's a good receiver. He's not a number one. He's maybe not even a number two. When you don't have the type of protection that's needed for a young quarterback to be able to just go through his progressions throughout the plays, that is an issue. The only time we show highlights of the Chicago Bears offense on here is if Justin Fields makes some ungodly play, some ungodly throw, because that's the only way they're going to move the ball. Now, they found a run game in both of their running backs. Obviously, David Montgomery is out yesterday. But if you're trying to evaluate who Justin Fields can be going forward in the future, you can't do that with the team that surrounds him. And it's a sad position to be in. He's in the worst position, not only of every quarterback drafted last year, I think of every quarterback in the entire NFL. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember like John Mara, the owner of the Giants, once said about Daniel Jones, we've done everything to yeah. screw up this kid. I was extremely critical of the way the Jets handled Sam Darnold. Yes. And we see what's happened. Daniel Jones is about to begin his next life as a journeyman. Yep. Uh, Sam Darnold is now living life as a journeyman quarterback. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, as of yep. yesterday, just began life as a journeyman quarterback. These were people who came into the league with some talent. And it never was developed. And I am afraid right now, Rex, that a similar fate could await a a guy who's more talented than all the other guys I just named by far in Justin Fields. Yeah, I I sure hope that doesn't happen. And I I think when you look at what Miami did to say to get a true evaluation of of Tua, Mm -hmm. they bring in Tyreek Hill. They've got these weapons. They draft uh, Waddle. And, And guess what? He looks pretty good. You, you look at the same thing with the Eagles, as, as uh, Ryan mentioned. You know, you, you draft Devonta Smith. Basically yep. gave up two first-round picks for him. You trade a first-round pick to get Brown in there. They got weapons, and they can protect the quarterback. Yes. Let's hope the Bears say, you know what? We got to go all in on our quarterback. That's the way we're going to evaluate him. Look at the Jets, what they did with, with uh, Zach Wilson. They go out, they draft Garrett uh, Wilson or, uh, yeah, in, Garrett in the Wilson. first round. Garrett yep. Wilson in the first round. You yep. already had Elijah Moore. Yep. And you pick up a free agent in Corey Davis. Why? Because they want to see if we got the right guy. They believe they do. Now, unfortunately for them, they're, they're minus four tackles, which would have helped. But this is how you, when you're starting to evaluate it, I get it now. This is how you evaluate it. Let's give this this uh, young man some weapons and let's see what kind of quarterback he truly can be. That brings us to that game and at one moment this morning I said 
You know, I, I grew up watching a show called Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Uh, R.C., you're not old enough to have grown up watching that show. Um, I chose not to. On, on PBS. And Rex way. was busy uh, diagramming plays. <laughs> At that age. Uh, uh, yeah. well, I was watching Mr. Rogers, and if he were hosting this show today, he would have said, boys and girls, I'm going to teach you about a game called football. They play, one team wins, and the other team loses. And the team that wins is usually very happy. And the team that loses is very sad. And today, when we came in here, Rex and I were very happy, and poor R.C. was very sad. That's how it would have been explained back in, in my childhood yes. on Channel 13. <laughs> uh, I will let you start, R.C., because really the headline out of this game for everyone but us Jet fans is the Kenny Pickett era beginning in Pittsburgh. What do you think? Uh, that's the sign of Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers waving the white gloves. Because obviously Kenny Pickett is knee gloves for mm. his very small hands. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> you know, you Mr. Trubisky was supposed to be good enough to help them win some games if the team around him was good enough. I think neither of those things were true. I don't believe the team around him was. I also don't believe that Mitchell Trubisky was. I think you're going to get a little more pop with Kenny Pickett. You're going to get a kid that believes. And, and, and what I thought about it, we never really got into this, and maybe we, not even, we don't even care now. Mitchell Trubisky looked like someone that was beaten down by the world. Mm -hmm. He looked like a guy that had totally lost confidence in who he was at any point in his career that made him the number two overall pick. Kenny Pickett believes he should be playing. Kenny Pickett believes that he can help this team win. And just even that simplicity of, a, of an insert of energy helps this team. But in the end, they don't block well enough. They can't run the football well enough. They don't, they don't scheme and strategize offensively well enough under Matt Canada. And they actually just don't have the dudes anymore defensively. Once they lost T.J. Watt, it changed the complexion of this defense in totality. And they haven't been able to generate pressure or wreak havoc behind the line. And that's a really good point. And, and Rex, as a defensive-minded guy, you'll appreciate this thought. Every team in the sport has one guy they just cannot afford to lose. Probably three-quarters of the teams, it's the quarterback. But in some other situations, it's not. And for the Steelers, that was the guy. On yeah. your Jet teams, the teams that I loved when you were coaching them, that guy was Darrell Rivas. Absolutely. If, if yeah. we had lost Rivas, then all was lost. Right. And when the Steelers lost T.J. Watt, I think that was the guy. Yeah, look, what, they won one game? Yep. Uh, since, like, and if he's, if he's won not game, he won that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, but, but the games that he's missed, even last year, the yep. games that he or earlier in his career, mm -hmm. when he when he doesn't play, they don't win. Yeah. And yeah. so you're exactly right. And it's so rare that how can one pass rusher yes. make this big of a difference? Just watch Pittsburgh play on defense now. Mm -hmm. They got a great one in Minka Fitzpatrick. Yes, absolutely. But other than that, Cam Hayward's a good player. But other than that, they look so average, it's not even funny. They do, man. And and that's why I thought it was interesting when when he went to, to pick it, all right. Why? We need, we need some energy. Mm -hmm. We need some energy out of our football team. This kid's got some moxie. Yes. And if you're going to steal games, it's going to be riding the back of a competitor yeah. with, with this kind of moxie at quarterback. What you hope, honestly, Greeny, is yeah. you have a day where he just gets hot. Where, where the confidence yeah. get, gets extremely high. and Because he, he seems like he's going to be willing to dish. In some games, that's going to come with turnovers. But on days he's really feeling it, you're going to have opportunity to get explosive plays that I don't think you ever get with Mitchell Trubisky. I guess. Like, I don't understand how they're not better. I get that the line is bad. But, I mean, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth, and Najee Harris, they've got players yeah. on offense. Okay. 
Having said that, I think I've shown remarkable restraint yeah. <laughs> to have not yet spoken these seven words. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets. Um, Rex, uh, what? Uh, to me, that might have been the biggest win the Jets have had since you were the coach. And, and I mean that two weeks ago was a fluke. I mean, they fluke. beat Cleveland. I loved it. I was ecstatic. But that was a fluke. This was not. The Jets were the better team all day. They tried to give the game away a bunch of different ways and almost managed to. But in the end, they won because of the quarterback. What? How, how would you describe what? I don't want to overstate it. How would no. you describe what the quarterback is? Well, he's the most talented quarterback this franchise has had since Joe Namath. It really is. And look, Mark Sanchez won a lot of games for us. Mm-hmm. But this guy's a super rare athlete. He can move. He's got great, a great arm. He can, he can throw the unscheduled throws. He can throw the, uh, the ball from the pocket. He can create with his legs. Like, this is, this is the guy we've been waiting for. And the other thing is, when's the last time the Jets got four interceptions in a game? Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember <laughs> when. So, to me, look, Robert Sala tried to tell everybody. He did. He was upset when, when Jet fans seemed to be turning on him, and he's like, no, I'm taking receipts and all that. When he did that, he energized this whole building, and meaning that, hey, look, I believe it. I know I'm going to be buried if it doesn't go well. And he tried to tell all of us that, hey, you know what? We got some players, Greeny. Mm-hmm. We got some players. We don't have any tackles, but we got some dang players. Yeah, for anyone not watching them, the Jets are literally on their fourth string left tackle, and they lost their right tackle yep. in yesterday's game. But RC, you're obviously watching it in a little different way. What, what, do you, what is your perspective on the Jets' young quarterback? I mean, I'm excited about Zach, Zach Wilson, one, because we saw the talent. Like, you can see the talent when, when he was in, in, at BYU. You can see the way that he can move in and outside of the pocket, push the football down the field. You saw some of those things yesterday. I think – it's always great to get confirmation when you have a thought about someone or you watch the film and you feel a certain way and then you see it come to fruition on the football field in meaningful moments. What he did in the fourth quarter is a glimpse into the future mm. that I can use Elijah Moore. I can use Gary Wilson. I can use Corey Davis. Also turn around and hand the football off to Brees Hall. There is talent all over for the New York Jets. And I think Rex made a, a, an interesting point. You've lost so many linemen. You actually aren't getting the protection you expected to have for Zach Wilson. But when you watch him yesterday, if you're a New York Jet fan, you have to be excited about the potential. Now was just about seeing that grow, progress, and then ultimately equal success. Yeah, well, we'll see where it goes. Obviously, it should come as no surprise. I have a lot more to say about them <laughs> as the morning continues. Guys, you're the best. Thank you. It was so much fun today. Thank RC you, with guy. his bow tie. I had a very good time. Uh, there were so many podcasts out there right now. It takes a team of people to bring them together. So whether you're hiring for a podcast or for your growing business, one place can make it easy, and that place is ZipRecruiter. You can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Coming up, my takes and the hashtag Crusoe celebrates the best weekend we've ever had. That's next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, 
designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greenies Takes. Here come my top five takes from a Monday, or excuse me, on this Monday from a Sunday in the National Football League. My five top observations from what was a fascinating day. Number five. Watch Jerry Jones turn this into a quarterback controversy in Dallas. The man is a genius. He is a genius at selling. And there's some part of me that thinks he kind of wants that. I don't think it's impossible because here's what I think very realistically could happen. If they rush Dak back this week with his thumb not feeling great and they go up against a very good defense and Aaron Donald and company and the Rams, they could lose that game. Then you play a toss-up game against the Eagles. You lose both of those games after Cooper Rush went 3-0 and and is 4-0? and Are you telling me it is beyond the realm of possibility that there will be people saying, credible people saying, you know, they just seemed to win when Cooper Rush was the quarterback. I'm just saying. Are you telling me that Jerry Jones might not fan those flames? I don't think any of this is impossible. Now, Dak Prescott is an infinitely better quarterback than Cooper Rush. Of that, there is no debate or discussion. I believe that what the injury has actually wound up benefiting them because it has forced them to do the things, to rely on the things they're actually good at, which is to run the ball, play out of play action, don't make mistakes on offense, and let your outstanding defense fly around the field. But they've also done it generally against lesser competition. The Bengals started cold. They didn't look good in that game. And they've beaten Washington. They're bad. The Giants, I know they're 3-1, and one, but that's, that's not exactly the 86 Giants they beat the other day. So I, 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 I think that there are external circumstances that have caused this to happen. But I would not put it past Jerry to actually make this a quarterback controversy. Why are you looking at me like that? Well, there will be credible people that say that. But I don't think there will have any actual on-field impact no matter what. Sure, you might see the Cowboys on the national shows just as much as always, maybe even more. But there is zero question that Dak Prescott will be the guy as soon as, as soon as he's available. And no matter how many games he loses. That's probably true. But let's just see what Jerry does. Because he's the <laughs> one person who ultimately can do whatever he wants. Mm. I'm just saying keep a close eye on that story. Number four. The Chicago Bears offense makes me sad. 
I, I don't I don't really know what other emotion to use to describe it. It makes me sad when I watch it. I like Justin Fields. If you know me, you know I like the Big Ten. I watch the Big Ten every week. Uh, in, in, in both football and basketball is generally, I, I went to school in the Big Ten. So I root for Big Ten teams. I know all the Big Ten players better than I know the players from other conferences. I watch Justin Fields. I love that kid. I love the way, not only his talent, which oozes from his every pore, if you watched him in college, but also, you might recall, there was a moment in time at the beginning of COVID where the Big Ten decided that they weren't going to play. The Big Ten was like the first major conference to say, our season is canceled. It was Justin Fields, quarterback Ohio State, who basically led, uh, I don't know what you would describe it, a movement, whatever it was, basically organized a group of people to say, no, no, we want to play. He's a leader. He's a a, a ridiculously talented player. And I'm really afraid that they're going to ruin him. Now, if he comes, look, they're going to be bad this year. They are bad. Their offense is unimaginably bad. Um, The fact that they have two wins is one of the most stunning things in the world. They have two wins because one of the games was played in uh, Monsoon, and the other one involved the Texans. Um, But I just hope they don't ruin the kid. Like, I hope that the coaches who were there genuinely believe in him and are genuinely thinking, let's just get through this season as best we can, and then next year we'll figure out what we have in him. And I just hope it isn't too late. Like, young quarterbacks can't have this happen and come out of it okay. It's... It's not easy to do. So it just, it doesn't make me mad. I I can tell a lot of other people are mad. You heard RC, he's mad. It makes me sad watching them play. I hope it doesn't end where I think it's ending. Number three. I found myself rooting for Bailey Zappi yesterday. If you watched that game in Green Bay yesterday, look, if you're Aaron Rodgers, I understand why he didn't come out of that game feeling so good. You're playing against Bailey Zappi at home, and you needed every second of overtime to win. But was it my imagination, or did I think the Patriots actually looked better with Bailey Zappi as their quarterback? Am I am I crazy? Like, I'm not trying to create a quarterback controversy, but Mac Jones, well, I guess Mac Jones, I don't know. He's proven some things, but like Bailey Zappi, look, because I do the draft, I know who Bailey Zappi is. I know he put up enormous numbers coming out of college. He's an athletic kid. He's got a big arm. Like, am I wrong? Or do they look better with Bailey Zappi? They definitely looked better, but are you going to say here that Robert Kraft might come out and say a few positive things about Zappi and maybe create that quarterback issue? I just don't know what's going to happen, but I do know that right now the most interesting thing about the New England Patriots are the two words Bailey Zappi. They're otherwise an incredibly uninteresting team, (laughs) and they had a great chance to win that game yesterday. I don't know. I, I just keep an eye on that. Let's put it this way. I wouldn't put Brian Hoyer back. I don't know what Bill will do. And I don't know. Did, does Hoyer actually have a concussion? I know he was being Stand evaluated. By. If he doesn't have a concussion, then maybe he can play next week. I don't know. I think I would be inclined to consider leaving Bailey Zappi out there. Greeny with you. My top five observations. Number two. From yesterday. Is the NFC East the best division in football? Like, we make fun of them all the time. But it would be ridiculous to at least ask the question aloud. All this talk, oh, the AFC West is going to be the best division. Really? The AFC North, best division. Really? AFC West. Really? There isn't a terrible team in the NFC East. 
Washington's not terrible. They're not good. But if you line up the worst team in every division, they're definitely not at the bottom of that. They might be close to the top. And then you got the Giants, who for however unimpressed with them we are, they're 3-1. and one. The Cowboys are 3-1, and one, have an elite defense, and the Eagles have the only unbeaten record left in the sport. Like, would it be crazy to ask aloud? The much-maligned NFC East, which we wondered were they the worst division ever as recently as two years ago. Is it possible that's actually now the best division in the sport? It feels like a question worth asking. But my number one observation... Number one. Look, what can I say? That was the Jets' best win in what feels like a lifetime. It really does. Two weeks ago was a fluke. I loved it. Don't get me wrong. But we can lose the music. We'll kind of leave it here, and then I'll get the takes of the, of, the, of the hashtag crew. Because, again, this is a morning in which all four of us have our teams, and all four of them won yesterday. So we'll start with mine. The Jets, for the first time in a very long time, feel like they might have it right. That is not to say they're going to the playoffs this year. Let's not get confused what's happening. They're a very young team. They are banged up, unfortunately, in a very bad place to be banged up, which is the offensive line. But the Jets are a very young team, and they make a lot of big mistakes. They commit a lot of very dumb penalties. They, they do a lot of things, but they play hard for their coach. And I've been hard on the coach. I don't take back a word of it. I meant what I said last year. He looked in over his head. But right now, that team plays hard, and they play like they believe in themselves. And when Rex says that what – Robert Sala did a couple of weeks ago when he said, I'm keeping receipts. He was sending a message to his team. I believe in you guys. I think it was the right, it worked. This team plays like they believe in themselves. They don't always do the right thing, but they play like they believe in themselves. They play like they believe in their coach and they play hard. So I like all those things. And then, oh, by the way, they have a lot of good players. The Jets, for the first time in a decade, have a lot of good players. Now, they're all babies. Look at these playmakers they have on offense. They're all 24 years old or younger. That is not going to add up to 13 and 4. But what it could be, the quarterback showed you signs, and I tweeted before the fourth quarter yesterday that the numbers at the end of the game were going to tell a wholly inaccurate story about his performance. He was the best player on the Jets for the first three quarters yesterday, too. There were drop after drop. The offensive line was terrible. He was running for his life half the time. Zach Wilson was terrific yesterday, I thought, before the fourth quarter. So for the first time in what feels like a very long time, I believe there is cause for real hope with the Jets that they could actually be on. This could be the beginning of something. It definitely isn't the middle of anything, but it could be the beginning of something. Something that could actually turn out to be special. And I can't remember the last time I felt that way. So in that regard, I think yesterday was the best day the Jet fan has had in a very long time. And a little later, I will explain why it was in some ways kind of an emotional day for me, too. So we'll get to all of that. But let me get the assembled members of the hashtag crew in here. Nuno, Bubba, Hembo. Nuno, I'll start with you. Your Giants are 3-1. and one. They beat the Bears yesterday. They are Saquon Barkley looks terrific. They are maybe the, maybe the biggest surprise in the sport is that the Giants are 3-1. and one. Where is your head today? I wonder who's playing quarterback next week <laughs> because Daniel Jones sprained his ankle, obviously taking that sack, and then Tara Taylor comes out there and for whatever reason on that play gets concussed. So 
all of a sudden their best quarterback play was Saquon Barkley. So for me, it's just that concern now is who's playing quarterback next week against the Packers. The one thing I did like, and I know he never had any sacks yesterday, watching Kayvon Thibodeau and how many plays he was close to mm-hmm. uh, with Justin Fields, and you see that, like that gives me hope that, oh, by the way, they now have a generational pass rusher going forward. So another building block. That That is just the remarkable thing about Nuno, is that even when his team is the most pleasant surprise in the NFL, the first thing he thinks of is to tell me the biggest problem. Like the biggest concern, and I get it; it's a legitimate concern because Daniel I Jones. Mean, look at you! You're ready to like plan the uh, parade in like a year and a half. Yeah, or, like what? Garrett, two weeks ago, Garrett Wilson is the best wide receiver that the Jets ever have. He is, and now you have a a future Hall of Fame quarterback, right? But here's your biggest question: I don't want to be that guy, but I will be that guy. But do you have a head coach? I don't know. I mean, it's much too soon for me to say yes, but I was very I was on the verge of thinking no, and now I'm not quite as Look, I, I, players love him, right? The one thing that I noticed and the one thing that remained steadfast was that all these guys from San Francisco, super credible guys, Richard Sherman, people like that were like, "That guy is going to be a great coach. Don't give up on him." And that carries some weight. And I do think that his pushing of his chips to the middle of the table seems at this point to have been an effective move. There were still in-game things that make you want to smash your head into a brick wall. But I do think that part of that also comes with being as young as they are. So do they have a coach? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but I'm hopeful. And I I am right now optimistic in ways that Nuno I don't even think can understand. Mm. Uh, Bubba, let me come to you as a Cowboy fan. you got to be delirious. How do you feel today? Oh yeah, I mean, I I can't, I, I still can't even fathom. Like we, you know, from week one, thinking the season was completely over, and now just salvaging the entire season. Cooper Rush, I still fully admit, was wrong again. I I wanted Will Greer to start because I thought Cooper Rush was useless, completely wrong. Best quarterback we've had in years. Um, but no, he's he's been great, and I, we, I mean, the best thing is Micah Parsons. Somebody, they're not, he's not even doing it. We haven't even needed him, so. Now, feeling great, feeling confident, and also, I would definitely say, I don't want to see Dak on the field this weekend. We don't need him this Sunday. Mm. Just take another week. There's no reason to rush him back. The fact that they got three straight wins without Dak, there's literally no reason to rush him back. If he if he's not even close to being 100%, we don't need to rush him back. I hope they don't. I think he will play, though. All right, and so despite his Metropolitans being swept in a critical series this week, Bubba yeah, that was bad. has a <laughs> smile on his face. We'll get to that a little later. Uh, Hembo, your team is the only unbeaten in the sport. How do we feel? Oh, I feel amazing. The Eagles are good at everything. And what the Eagles have shown in the first four games of their season is that they can beat you any which way. In week one, they had to withstand all these blows from the Lions, who, as it turns out, have a pretty good offense. In weeks two and three, we absolutely smashed Minnesota and Washington. And yesterday, we get down 14 to nothing, outscore Jacksonville, who turns out pretty good too, 29 to seven the rest of the game. It's nice in, in the NFL. Like, you obviously have to be able to learn how to win ugly. And the Eagles have demonstrated this year that they can win pretty and they can win ugly. And that is an extremely encouraging thing, especially this early in the season. And so the hashtag crew all in a good mood this morning, except for Nuno, because he doesn't know that a good mood is on the list of things you can be in. Uh, as we continue, the first fire of the NFL season has happened and it wasn't even a coach Greeny the podcast now let's talk about the play of the week the pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play and 
Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, my name's Greeny, and there are so many podcasts out there right now. It takes a team of people to put them together. Whether you're hiring for a podcast or for your growing business, one place makes it easy. ZipRecruiter. Now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter is all about hiring people. We've had our first firing in the NFL. And no, it's not in Carolina, although a lot of people think that might be on the verge of happening because, boy, they stink. And, and, and Baker Mayfield was just awful yesterday. That, that was an, an interesting game, actually, because you had two quarterbacks who were number one overall, Arizona and Carolina, yesterday. And for a lot of the day, it was pretty awful to watch that whole game. But Kyler Murray wound up making a few plays. Anyway, that's not the firing. What you probably did see was that there was a firing of the unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant, the UNC, as they call them, involved in clearing Tua during last week's game against Buffalo. That guy has been fired. It came after they found that guy, the consultant, made, quote, several mistakes in his evaluation. So maybe the most predictable thing in the world would be that there would be a fall guy, that someone would take the blame, someone would take the fall for Tua having gone back in the field in that game. It wasn't going to be the coach who has remained adamant, oh, I would never do that, that's not who I am, despite the fact that all of us could see him wobbling around, uh, but put him back on the field, they did, and then we all saw what happened on Thursday night. Terrible look for the league. So there has been a firing, and you were telling me MMA is a place that we could be looking for some answers here. Yeah, there's a body called the International Sport Combat Federation. They oversee MMA, and I had a buddy that called me on Friday who's really into this stuff and said he wonders if the NFL is going to sort of update their concussion protocol parameters and sort of mirror more what combat sports are doing. So I went to their website. If you're choked unconscious, it comes with a minimum of 30-day medical recovery suspension is what they call it. A TKO, same, 30 days. A knockout, a minimum of 45 days to 90-day medical recovery suspension. Right now, obviously, in the NFL, there is nothing like that. And what we learned last week is that the subjectivity of the sort of application of the guidelines right now wound up being their undoing. Well, I mean, the reality is, and I, I, I'm not saying anything that isn't obvious, 
But you can't be out 45 days in pro football. 45 days is the entire season. I mean, basically, if, if you take an important player off a team for 45 days, that's that team's season. So where do we draw the line of what our priorities are? Like in MMA, they may not fight for 45 days anyway, right? So I get it. I understand what you're saying, and maybe it impacts the way they train during that period of time. But at the end of the day, football is always going to be about getting these guys back out there as fast as they can because there's no time to waste. And I'm sure that's what a coach, that's what a GM in an honest moment and an off-the-record moment might say. But we then have to ask ourselves, where do our priorities lie? Is it a competitive advantage for teams that, uh, that have players that suffer concussions? Or is it ensuring that those players have ample time to recover? Sure, the season is condensed and whatnot, but that shouldn't be the priority. All right, so, so that was the firing we had yesterday. We'll see if there are any of the more traditional variety as we continue. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. It's easy to bundle your home and car insurance at Progressive.com. I'm ready to go right now. Green Light, green light. with Greeny. I'm going to give Hembo a quick green light. There have been legendary collapses in baseball history. Uh, The Red Sox one year, the the Bucky Dent year, I think the biggest lead they had was 14 games at one point over the Yankees. Um, The 69 Cubs collapsed when a black cat walked across the field and the Amazons, the Miracle Mets, wound up winning the World Series that year. And now the tables have been turned and the Mets are on the verge, and let's just face it, this weekend it happened, Mm -hmm. of one of the huge collapses in the history of Major League Baseball. I really want to see Bubba on camera as I just decimate his favorite baseball team. But we told you on Friday, the Mets, they had held a lead of as much as 10 and a half games. They went in against the Braves in a three-game series with a one-game lead, and all they needed to do was win one of three to be able to clinch the tiebreaker and control their own destiny. And in that series, Buck Showalter lined it up, that Jacob deGrom, Hall of Famer, Max Scherzer, Hall of Famer, and Chris Bassett, All-Star, could all pitch against the Atlanta Braves. And of course, of course, they went 0-3. Those three guys allowed 11 earned runs and six home runs across 14 and a third innings. What it means, in all likelihood, is that the New York Mets are going to be the four seed in the postseason and not the two seed. And that means if they happen to win their best of three wildcard series, they're going to get the juggernaut Dodgers and having to throw DeGrom and Scherzer and maybe Bassett in that series, they have almost no chance to advance in the postseason. Bubba, give me, I'll give you 45 seconds. Go. I mean, it's, it's just so deflating. I don't even know what to say. Like, we went into it, like he said, we had our best three pitchers going, and they just, all three were terrible. I don't know what, what to say. The craziest thing is if you look at it from the outside and just take this weekend out of it, they have the fourth best record in baseball. So if you were just to take it from before the season, hey, you're going to win almost 100 games, you're going to be in the playoffs, you're going to have the fourth best record in baseball, you'd say, oh, I'll take that. This is unbelievable. But you look at it right now, and this is like the most deflating series we've had since the 07 collapse when they blew that and they lost 12 of the last 17, whatever it was. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, going into the playoffs right now, I have – no confidence they're going to do anything. Their offense was terrible. And, I mean, Scherzer is like one of the best big-game pitchers there is. He was terrible. I, I don't know what to say right now. It's just classic Mets, I guess, and we'll hope we'll do some things in the, in the DS. The other side of that, if I may, is some, not all collapses are created equal. What have the Braves been over their last hundred or so games? Like, they're, they're, what the Braves they're have done fantastic. is ridiculous. Yeah. They just never lose. So it's it's one thing to collapse; it's another thing to get chased down. And yeah, well, and that was the thing for most of it. The Mets weren't playing poorly. The, right. the Braves were just going insane. But all I mean for this this series, the Mets in rea- in reality just had to win like one game, and it would, but to get swept was just embarrassing. <laughs> 
And so now it's over. I mean, it's it's a any combination of one Braves win right. or Mets loss over these last three days, and it's over. The other thing, of course, still to be decided over these last three days. Will Aaron Judge hit his 62nd home run? He'll have to do it on the road if it's going to get done. He'll have to do it on the road if it's going to get done. He's won in his last 11 games. Look, I'll give him credit. He's being patient. He's taking walks, which is what he should be doing, I guess, when they're being, you know, when he's pitching around it. But listen, if the Texas Rangers, who are 16 games 0500, pitch around that guy, I'm going to blow a gas. Yeah, that would be a terrible thing for the sport. We continue in a moment on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.